The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied by Alunishmat of Ram Ben Esther, Wahashem Tani Hainu Began Aden Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Fuashirema Eliyahu Hayim Ben Shafi'a Sophia. Enna Refanalo. Amen. We begin today's daf on Lamid Amud Rishon, and we start at three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines from the top, and the Gemara begins. Quoting from the Mishnah, we learned in the Mishnah that Arif Tisha Be'av at the Saudat Mafseket, which is the Saudat right before the fast, a person should not eat two cooked foods. That she gave an example, for example, Dag that a person has, let's say, a piece of fish and they put a egg over it, cooked egg, that would be considered two Tafshilin, that would be. Uh, a suit to eat in the last meal. Now the Gemara is going to give us some more details in this halakha. Amar This halakha, Rav explains, is only talking about when you're eating from the sixth hour of the day and on. That would be like after midday. But Less than six hours in the day, from the beginning of the day till six hours, you can eat as many tafshilin as you want. So that's the uh, interpretation. Now we have another statement of Rabbi Yehuda. That this law of two tafshilin only applies to the seudah tafsik, which is the seudah right before the ta'anit. But the seudah that's not tafsik, mutar. Now we have contradictory statements over here. One statement of Rabbi Yehuda is. That so long as you're uh, before six hours, eat whatever you want. After six hours, it's mashma, no matter what type of seudah it is. After six hours, you cannot have more than two tafshilin. Whereas the second statement of Rabbi Yudah says, no, it doesn't matter what time. Bottom line, if you seudah tafshilin, if it's seudah tafshilin, less than two tafshilin, one tafshil. Mashma, that I'll say uh, at six o'clock in the afternoon. If you're not having seudah tafshilin, you could have as many tafshilin as you want. Well, you just told me after six hours, you cannot have more than two tafshilin. So the statements are seemingly contradictory. So the Gemara says, Both of them, we're going to go to the leniency. Which means, we're going to say like this, that, And that's after six hours. So therefore, if a person, let's say, eats... After the sixth hour, but it's not a seudat tamafseket. He can eat as much as he wants. So tarvayu lekula. Number one, it's only it's got to be dafka after the sixth hour of the day. And even after the sixth hour of the day, it's going to be dafka the seudat shemafsek ba v'tzirika. And we need both statements of Rav Yehuda. Because if he just told me that the two tafshilin rule applies to the surat tafseket, have I mean I would have thought even from the morning. If he has surat tafseket, it's going to apply. That's why they tell me the law of after the sixth hour. And if you just told me the law of have I mean I would say six hours and on. Maybe even not in the surat tafseket, the two tafshilin law. We have a bright to support the first 
lashon of Rabbi Yehuda that made the difference between six hour before six hour and after six hour, and the second lashon of Rabbi Yehuda of Sarat of Sigma of Sarat of Sigma. Tanya Kalishna Batra first blight is proving the second lashon, which means the Sarat of Sigma and Sarat Shenom of Sigma. Hasoed Ayret to Shabbat. Im Atid Lishod Sarat Ayret Mutal Lechol Basar Belishtot Yain. Vim Lav Asul Lechol Basar Belishtot Yain. So we have a clear blight that says on Sarat and Shabbat. If you're planning on eating another meal, so the meal that you're eating now, you can even have basar, you can even have yayin. You have to keep in mind, the law of basar ve yayin, according to the Mishnah, was only asur at seudat of seket. But you were allowed to have basar ve yayin up until the seudat of seket. So the Beraita is telling you over here that so long as you're intending to eat some more, you're allowed to eat as much as you want in that seudat. So that's like the Mishnah, Batra, that makes the look between seudat of sigma and seudat of sigma. Tanya, Krishna, Kama. We have a bright like the first question. Ayerev, Chabeav. Lo yochal adam shtei tavshirin, lo yochal basar, velo yishtei yayin. Rabban Shalom Gamliel Omer, yishaneh. Rabban Shalom Gamliel said, you should change from your normal eating habits. The first opinion said that the Ayrib Shabi'ab, when you're having your Sa'udah, it's got to be, uh, uh, you know, less than uh, two tavshirin, one tavshirin. Rabban Shalom Gamliel says, no, we don't go with that one tavshirin rule. We go with yishaneh. Change from what you normally eat. How? Amar of Yehuda Ketzad Meshaneh, Yimayar Agil Le'echol Shnei Tavshirin, Yokal Minechad, Yimayar Agil Le'echol Ba'asara Bnei Adam, Sohed Ba'amisha, Hayar Agil Le'echol Ba'asara Kosot, Shoteh Hamisha Kosot. Which means, first, if you normally eat uh, a certain amount, two Tavshirin, for example, so they eat one Tavshir. If you normally eat with ten people, uh, eat with five people. If you normally drink ten cups during the Seuda, drink uh, five cups. So comes the Gemara says, "But made the Vanim Amuri Mishesha'ot Ulmaala." Oh, when is this talking? This is only talking about from Mishesha'ot Ulmaala. Ava Mishesha'ot Ulmata Mutar. So if you have a Brayta supporting the first lashon of Rabbi Yehuda, making the six-hour chiduk, and Ulmaase, we learned Tarvayu Lekula. Tanya Idak, we have another Brayta. Erev Chabav. Lo yochal adam shnei tafshirim, lo yochal basar, lo yishtei yain. The sodat of second, you're not allowed to drink, eat meat, and you're not allowed to have wine. Wine is second tafshir. No, wine is not a tafshir. You're not allowed to have wine because you're not allowed to have wine. Wine is misameya. Uh, it's hashuv. It's happy. Makes you happy. Not proper to go into the fast drinking wine. The very mir v'achamim omrim yishtei. Hachamim come along in this bright and say no. Just change from your normal way. You ought to even have basar and yain. He just says, which means have a less, uh, less measure. The person normally eats worth of basar. Asur, if he doesn't uh, drink wine or eat meat at all, of course it's going to be Asur. Rabat Shemuel Gamliel Omer, Vayar Agil Le'echol Tsnon, O Maliyah, Ahas Saudato, Harishut Biyado. She says, if the person normally eats radishes, or let's say eats some type of salted meat, or salted fish, if he normally eats that after his Saudah, it is permissible. Why is Ashbag uh, allowing this over here? So, uh, as she says, Jeez, once you salt them, they lose their taste. You know, salted meat or a salted fish. You, know, you leave it uh, three days in salt. So therefore he wasn't or said that. Which means, after the salt, even if you're ragil, 
to eat these items, according to the Bakshur Gamal and Kosisha, you have to be Yishaneh, you have to change from your normal way. When it comes to radishes and things like that, they don't have a, don't have a sweet taste, it's a salty taste, so the real doesn't have a Shem Basar anymore, so that would be Muta Tanya Idah, we have another Blaita. Which means, when it comes to the laws of Chabeab, meaning in the Sodatim of Seker, and furthermore, once, according to this opinion of the Gemara, once already you made Sodatim of Seker, you're sitting down to Sodatim of Seker, already it's Asutu wash. And she says, according to this opinion, once you sit down, for Sudat of Seket, already the Hitza becomes Asur. Asur al Chutz. Called Sheira Mushum Tashabi'av. But if it's not a Tashabi'av, for example, it's another Tanit Sibur. Not that the Yachamim imposed, let's say, on this Sibur. Not a Tashabi'av fast, a different type of fast. That she says, Kigon Sudat of Sigma Bitanit Sibur. Another Sudat of Seket, but not for a Tashabi'av. Sudat of Seket for another type of fast. Ina Mes Sudat Sheira of Sigma. Or, let's say, I left Tashabi'av, but not in the Sudat. That as she says over here, well actually we continue, so let's say still, uh, uh, it's going to be asur to uh, debate. The says the name of his father, So long as it's permissible to eat, take out the word basar, mutar Which means according to the So long as you can eat, you can bathe. He doesn't go with the first of you. First of you said as even though you're still eating. So that's what I'm saying. The Khitzah becomes Asur. He says, no, 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 no. So long as you can still eat, it's still permissible to bathe. Meaning you can bathe, you can wash, even during the Surah of Second. Which means during the time of the Surah of Second, even if you ate the Surah of Second, you can still eat, but you can eat until, let's say, sunset. So therefore, so long as you're still allowed to eat, you're still allowed to bathe. The first opinion said, no. Once Surah of Second comes, the Haitzah is going to be Asus. So those are the two opinions. Okay? So she takes out the word Basar. Because it's two opinions. No, we're in a Braita now. The Braita over here says, Kol shu mishub tishabe'av, any su'udah, that's the tishabe'av su'udah, which is called su'udah of seket, asur lechol basav v'shtot yayin, which we know, and at that point it's asur lechotz. At that point, rechitzah becomes forbidden. It's not tishabe'av yet. You're in the su'udah of su'udah of seket. The second opinion comes along and says, no, the Bishra says the name of his father, so long as you're allowed to eat, which means, even so that of second, it is permissible to bathe. Once it becomes forbidden to eat, meaning the Hitzah kicks in at the same time as the eating kicks in. Okay. Look at the Tuzavot for a second. Erev Tushabi Avlo Yuchad Adam Bet Tafshidim. My person should not eat two Tafshidim. Pirush Bet Tafshidim, Rutsnum Beshtek Kedirot. She means like you make two different kid uh in two different pots. Okay, okay like the the that tafshil that Tosfot mentions. They used to make a tafshil, it was mixed with uh, onions, with cheese and eggs. And they would mix it all together. You might say, Oh, I mean you're cooking the onions, so the onions is considered in our way. One tafshil, and you have it with the uh, eggs, let's say. So the eggs are considered a second tafshil. 
So you're mixing it together, it's two tafshilim. So he says, yeah, you're right. Even though you don't eat, let's say, onions raw, and therefore you might, you might want to consider it a tafshil once you cook it. Right? The onions, raw onions are they're not good for the body. It's like spears. Which means, since you don't eat onions alone, nobody eats onions alone. You know, normally you put onions, you put it with something else. It's just uh, you know, flavoring for something else. So therefore, the onions are not going to be considered a tafshil on its own to be osere when you put it with the eggs. So therefore, the onions and the eggs is considered one tafshil. Let's say you have a type of uh, cheese, right? That you cook it in a kedera. That's not considered a tafshil either. Because anything that can be eaten raw, kemo halaf, kemo gemina, kemo tapuchim, embeem torat b'shul klalu klal. Giving another rule. So long as you 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 cook the cheese. I don't have to cook the cheese, I can eat the cheese raw. Or I cooked apples. So to suppose anything that can be eaten raw, and normally eaten raw meaning alone, so that already has to consider the tafshil even if you cook it. So those are the two rules of the tafshil. Number one, that the onions, even though you don't normally eat them raw, so you should cook them, now it's a tafshil, no. Because even if you cook them, you never eat them alone. They're usually put with something else. So therefore it's not considered a tafshil to osir the bitsim that you're putting it with. But cheese... It's eaten raw and it's eaten alone, and like apples and things like that. So therefore, Bishul is not going to affect them. We continue the Gemara. All the laws that apply to a mourner, apply also to Shabbat. Asur, Ba'achila, Ubishtiya. Of course, this is a Shabbat law now. It's not Avelut. We're adding certain laws that even apply to Shabbat that don't even apply to Avelut. So you have Achila. Uh, anointing oneself sandal, leather shoes with relations now it's forbidden both for personal Chabiab and in Avel to learn Tanakh to learn Torah Nevi'im Keturim V'lashanur B'mishnaot to learn Mishnayot B'talmud to learn Talmud U'b'midrash Halachot U'b'agadot Aval Koreu B'mkom Shino Ragil Likrot He's allowed to read Places in the Tanakh that he's not accustomed to reading because that's not pleasurable. What's the only sort of learning Torah when a person is on Shabbat? Because the Gemara would say the Pasuk says, mm-hmm. The Torah brings happiness to a person. This is not a type of happiness, but that's only a part that he's accustomed to learning. However, a new part that he never learned yet, he's breaking his teeth to try to figure out what's going on that's not pleasurable yet. So, therefore, an Aved or a Shabbat, is mutar. Furthermore, you can learn Mishnayot, and Mishnayot you're not accustomed to learning also, because you're breaking your teeth to try to uh, figure it out. Ve'kore be'kinot be'iyov. You're allowed to read the Lamentations, you're allowed to read the book of Iyov. And you can learn the uh, uh, sad stories or the prophecies of Yirmiyah, because all that's is uh, said. That's not going to bring him to Samha. Ve'kinokot shubet Rabban, the children in the uh, school, According to the Gersa of the Gaon Nevilna, Enan Betelim. She's the children in the school, they do not stop. She's the children, even on Chabi'av, they learn. They learn to This does not apply to the children. Mishum Shre Emar. 
Right? Because it says, which means the reason why Torah is asur, generally, to the masses, because the Torah brings happiness. Which means, he says, even in places where you're not accustomed to learn, which means the Tanakh, that you didn't learn certain chapters, you cannot learn them on Shabbat. Or let's say Mishnah, that you're not accustomed to learn, you still cannot learn them on Shabbat. Aval, Koreu Beiyov, Bekirot Berimah, Re'aim Shemiyah, Betirikot Shemet Rabbam, Betelimbo. And he says, yes, you close those schools. So he the Ketanim cannot learn. On Shabbat, Bishush Neymar, so we have a machloket between Hakamim and Biuda in two areas. Area number one, according to the Biuda, you call down the schools for the kids. You don't. Second machloket, you're allowed to learn things that you're not accustomed to learn. Whereas according to the Biuda, even things you're not accustomed to learn is going to be asur. Why? Because again, even those parts will bring a person to Simcha. Comes again, Maran continues. Lo yochal basav lo yishtei yain. Right, the last meal, person does not have meat or wine. Tana, we have a brayta aval. Ochelu basar maliach veshotei yain migito, which means you're allowed to eat wine or basar. Basar is maliach, salted meat, and wine that came from the wine press. For some reason, salted meat, wine from the press, that's not considered meat or wine. The rabbis were not gozer. So the Gemara asks, Basar maliyah adkama. How long is basar salted that's going to be considered salted? About for five minutes, ten minutes, a day, two days. How long is meat to be salted that's going to be salted? Amr al-Halina barkana mishwed al-Shmuel. Kozeman. Shehu. Shehu kishlamim. So long as it's like shilamim, which means we know the korban shilamim has to be salted. Okay? Like all the korban, all the korban echad, the kribb melah, there's the salt on all the korban. And we know that the korban is eaten for two days and one night. Okay? And the Torah calls the basar shilamim, basar shilamim. So we see what? That two days and one night of salt is still considered basar. So there's going to be three days. So if anything that's so long as it's still like basal shilamim, that's like considered enough salting. It has to be more than basal shilamim, which is what three days. Look at that sheet. Ad kama havi basar gamur, the lavi basar maliyah. Until when is it considered regular basar? Kozeman shuk shilamim shiloshahab b'malcho el ashneyamim v'laila ehad. Kizman achilat shilamim ulaki lakak shilamim bezman achilat shilamim ashkehan deikli basar. At the time of the eating of the shilamim, we see the Torah calls it basar dechtiv. That notar bebasar zevah hashilamim. It's called basar two days and one night. No ashkehan deikli basar. But more salting, more days. It's like a sort of basar. Why? Shatam nifsal achare bedvigimal yamim. Which is already after three days. The Two or three days, it starts to become nifsal. After three days already, it is nifsal de gamre, and therefore it'd be permissible to eat it during the saudat. Hamav second comes the gemara continues. The yain megeto and the wine from the press ad kama. Means how long is the wine still considered new wine, which is sweet? It's not considered old yet. The old wine is good. It's batok. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's 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 old. It's, it's strong. However, the new wine that she says is mishalshel u mazik, 
it uh, causes a person to have upset stomach, it's mazik, it hurts him. So how long is wine considered new wine from the press? So the Gemara says, So long as it is still boiling, fermenting, which means when the wine is fermenting, it bubbles. So there was so long as the fermenting process is still taking place, because like bubbling, it's toses, that's considered yayin, mikatora. She says toses, roteyah. Kazukabarad says, tana yayin toses, en bo mishum gilui. Right, which means there's a law that if you leave, let's say, uncovered wine overnight, you can't drink it. Why? Because Rehoshesh said a snake might have come in to drink from it and put his poison, his venom, into the wine. That was sakana. So they're telling you, yayin toses is no problem of gilui. Because so even a snake is not going to drink from it. Because it's not good. When he sees it bubbling, he knows it's not, uh, yeah, not finished yet. So you don't have to worry. If you left your wine uncovered when it was still toses, you can drink from it the next day. So the Gemara says, Vekama uh, tesisato. She says, how long is a yayin, uh, this, this stage of fermentation, how long does it last? So the Gemara says, given yamim, three days. What's the first three days of fermentation? Then already after that, it's considered yayin again. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Yehuda Marav. Ka kayam min agosh rabi Yehuda berbi ilai. This was the minhag of Rabbi Yehuda berbi ilai. Erev Shabiyav. They would bring him dry bread with salt. He would sit uh, next to the oven and the stove. That's a very uh, dirty place in the house. Minuval over there, the ashes, and all the cooking is done over there. So he would sit in a very demeaning place in the house. And with the dry bread that he would have, he would drink a keton, uh, a measure, a pitcher of water. And the way he sat, you saw on him as if he was sitting in front of like one of his relatives had died and is in front of him. So you see over here, this is a different level. This is not what the Mishnah said. This was already minhag of the Yehuda, but the Bi'ilai was Hasid, that he would sit on the floor, doesn't say you have that bread. And uh, and water, you know, like, one tafshil. He was mahmir, and Harabam brings this down that uh, really the one should be uh, uh, mahmir, not even to have one tafshil. The less Sauda, just to have uh, pat and uh, uh, some um, some water. And the Ramah brings down that the custom of the Ashkenazim is to have an egg as well, because the egg is also for avenut, and they put ashes on the bread itself in, in order to eat it, and they sit. On the floor, and they don't sit with anybody else. So that's the minhag that is brought down. It's based on the B.W.B.L.I.'s minhag. But again, minadin, a person could sit regular and have one tafshil, and that can be considered a seudat. Mafsekhet. Yes, he sat on the floor. Bentanu the kiraim was on the floor. He sat, he sat on the floor like an avin. Tenanatam. Now we go to the next subject. We learned in a mishnah. Makom shnagul alzut melachav shabiav osin. Okay, a place that they have the custom to work on Shabiyav, follow the Minag. Work. A place that they don't have the custom to work, so you don't work. All goes according to the Minag. They should not go to work on Shabiyav. They are on a higher standard. They should take off on Shabiyav. They're not going to work. The person should, in these subjects especially, should make himself like a Tamir Hakam, which means he should not work. 
הבעל שלו גם אומר, לעולם יעשה אדם עצמו כתמיד חכם כדי שיתענה. Put a dagesh in the nun over there. Which means, when could you make yourself a tamid hakam? Not when it comes to leniencies. When it comes to all the advantages of tamid hakamim, then you can't make yourself a tamid hakam unless you are a tamid hakam. But when it comes to this over for tsar, because you're telling a guy, don't work. For these items that are humrot, then you can treat yourself like a tamid hakam. So kedeshi yitanne. In order to, 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 to agonize yourself, then already you have, a, you have the right to elevate yourself to the status of a... תלמיד חכם תניה עידה ובריתא רבן שמעון גלילה אומר כל האוכל ושותה בתשעה באב כאילו אוכל ושותה ביום הכיפורים שדרבייס פוטה very very strict situation on the eating of תשעה באב even though it's rabbinical fast but you should know anybody that mistreats תשעה באב and eats and drinks just without a hetet no החכמים are treating it as if a person is eating and drinking on יום הכיפורים that's how severe the תענית is רבי עקיבא אומר כל העושה מלאכיו תשעה באב אין רואה סימן ברכה לעולם which means from that מלאכה which from the מלאכה that he did on תשעה באב itself there will be no ברכה in that work והחכמים אומרים כל העושה מלאכיו תשעה באב ואינו מתאבל על ירושלים a person goes to work, he takes his mind off the Avelut. So he's not mourning over Jerusalem. When the Jerusalem will be rebuilt, and there's going to be the Simcha of Yerushalayim. Whoever did not partake in the mourning of Jerusalem is not going to partake in the Simcha of Yerushalayim. Shnei Amar, Simchu et Yerushalayim v'gidu ba kolo habeha. Sisu etam nasos kol ha-metabelim aleha. Sisu etam, who's going to rejoice with Jerusalem? דווקא the ones that were מתאבל, תמורד over Jerusalem. מכאן אמרו, from here the rabbi said, כל המתאבל על ירושלים זוכה ורואה בשמחתה. then anybody that mourns over Jerusalem merits to see in its שמחה. ושאינו מתאבל על ירושלים אינו רואה בשמחתה. will not rejoice and see its happiness. so the מפרשים ask a question over here. What is the Gemara's language of a kol metabel Hashem zochev v'roeh? It should say yizkev v'roeh. It should say future tense. Whoever mourns Jerusalem today, in the future when Mashiach comes, yizkev v'roeh. What is zochev v'roeh? So they explain like this. Normally we have a rule that the mourning period usually takes one year. After a year, Borei Olam gave a gift to humanity that a person forgets. Which means that's the Berachah Avedut. That if a person would not forget, but he would carry his Avedut with him for many years, so therefore he would be, uh, he would be tormented. The Hachamim come along and say, for example, by Yaakov Avinu, when he was mourning Yosef for 23 years, he didn't forget. So that was the biggest indication that really he wasn't dead. Boreolam took that away from Yaakov Avinu. But in retrospect, we understand that the reason why he didn't forget because the law of forgetting only applies is activated when there's mitah. When there's no mitah, there's no forgetting. And therefore, if Jerusalem has been destroyed for close to 2,000 years, and we're still mourning it, and we're still doing Shabi'av, we should have forgot it after the first year. And what's that indicate? That indicates that really Jerusalem is still alive. Which means there's still a pulse in Yerushalayim. Which means that city is not dead. And therefore, call it mitabel al Yerushalayim. The fact that you're mitabel, the happiness is immediate. Because now you say, Baruch Hashem, Jerusalem is still alive. If I'm still mourning it 2,000 years later, the samha that I get is, is immediate. Because now I know God did not forsake Yerushalayim. Because if God forsake Yerushalayim, you would have forgotten it already. If the city was dead, we wouldn't be sitting 2,000 years on the floor. So therefore, the samha is... In the presence of Zohar, we have a Samhata. Tanya Namayachem, we have a Brayta to support this. 
Kola ochel basav v'shotei yam mishah be'av. Anybody that eats meat and drinks wine in the shah be'av, uh, not on Shah Bab Hasr Shalom. It's talking about over here uh, on Erev Shah Bab, meaning Surah of Sekhet, that she says. She's in Surah of Sekhet, he doesn't follow the laws. The guy's going to fast on the Shah Bab. But Surah of Sekhet, he has some wine and he has Basab. Allah Vakatu Omer, on him, the Pasuk says, Vatehi Avonotam Al Atzmotam. And their sins were on their bones. According to the Nidbah, Nidbah says something very strong over here. The sin is on their bones, which means they will not be zochet at hayat ha-metim. The sin is on their bones. Their bones, after they die, are not going to be resurrected. That's what the Nidbah says. So therefore you see over here how serious this deen over here following the Sa'udat HaMafsik. It's engraved in his bones. That's right. Now we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudah said, you have to do another item called Kifiyat Tamita. What is Kifiyat Tamita? You have to turn the bed over. Which means they would not sleep on the mattress that night of Sha'ab Ha'ab. Rabbi Yudah said, you got to turn the bed over and sleep on the, the back of the bed. Which is sad. You're sleeping, uh, it's very difficult. Hachari did not agree to him. Hachari said, no, 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 According to you, Rabbi Yehuda, that is a rabbi, he's talking to Rabbi Yehuda now. According to you, what are you going to do with the lady that's pregnant, or a lady that's nursing? You're going to make them sleep on the, on the floor? You're going to make them sleep on the back of the bed? It's too difficult for them. So Rabbi Yehuda says, what do you think I was talking about? I was talking about people that are yachol. If it's in or yachol, if it's unable, then of course uh, you don't have to turn the bed over. We have a bright to support this conversation. Moder biyuda l'hakamim b'she enu yachol. Rabbi Yehuda agrees to hakamim on the enu yachol. Of course, if it's an enu yachol, if it's an un, somebody that's not able, but that's what that's on the regular bed. But look at this. Umodim hakamim l'Rabbi Yehuda biyachol. But hakamim agreed to Rabbi Yehuda biyachol. Which means if a person is able, even the rabbis agree, turn the bed over. So it comes out there's no machloket. He's agreeing with him in the end of Yaqol. He's agreeing with him in the end of Yaqol. So the Quran says, My benayu. What's the name of the Quran? Between Hakamim and Rabbi Yehuda. Ika benayu sha'ar mitot. Other beds in the house. Which means, according to Rabbi Yehuda, as we're going to see now in the Quran, he says, not only do you turn over the bed that you're going to sleep on, but as a sign of Avinut, all the beds in the house you turn over. Even the beds that you're not going to sleep on. Hakamim say no. The bed that you're going to sleep on, we agree with you. If you're a yachol, turn it over. But the rest of the beds in the house, you can leave them. Like it says, Kedetanya, Kishan, Mita. When they said to turn over the bed, Lo, Mitato, Bilvadu, Kofe. Not only, you don't only turn over your bed. Ela, Kola, Mitot, Kolanu, Kofe. That's going to the Biuda. So comes out, we have a Mahloket. Oh, what the Mahloket is? Because according to our Mishnah, the Biuda said, Kifiat, Mita, Velo, Dulu, Hakamim. Hakim did not agree with him. Meaning, even biyachol. Mm-hmm. In the Mishnah, rabbis didn't agree with the biyudah bechlal on kifiyat amita. In the Braita, the biyudah, he held that you have to do kifiyat amita. And the rabbis agreed with him on yachol. So now the question is, we know we're going to follow hakamim, because they're the majority. But do you follow hakamim of the Braita, that the rabbis will agree that you make kifiyat amita, or do you agree with hakamim of the Mishnah, that kifiyat amita you do not do bechlal. So the Gibraltar says, Amar Abayil Cheta Ketana Didan. You follow the Mishnah. That what? Velo dulo hakamim kol And the rabbis did not agree to the Be'udah 
at all. However, the Tosafot does point out over here that you should change a little from your manner of sleeping. Look at the top Tosafot. Let's start with the Melacha first. He says, First of all, he explains that the Melacha that you do with the Shabbat, that specific Melacha, there is no blessing. She's a person should minimize his pleasure on Shabbat. If a person normally sleeps, to say, with two pillows, Use one pillow. But when it comes to pregnant ladies and nursing ladies, we don't obligate them when it comes to this. Why? Because you have to eat the sodat al when it's still day. Tosfot trying to tell you, don't wait till the last minute to have sodat al They want you to accept the ta'anit of Shabbat a little before. Like the Nyan of Tosefet Yom Kippurim. The Chedna of Yom Kippurim, Sadiq Nasoba Be'ojom, the Tosefet Yom Kippurim, Mena Torah. Which is Tosfok Azlonin says, we want you to accept Tosefet Shabbat a little earlier, but know that after the Tosefet Shabbat, eating is going to be forbidden, but drinking will let you drink after the Tosefet Don't think that once you do the Tosefet Shabbat, you can't drink anymore. And then we said, I had that drinking would be <coughs> permissible. Comes the Gemaran continues. The Mishnah said the happiest days for Klai Yisrael in the history were Ted Vav Av, the 15th of Av, and Yom Kippurim. So now the Gemara is going to try to analyze. I understand why Yom Kippurim is a great day, happy day for Am Yisrael. Because it's a day that we get forgiven. There's a misconception. People think that Yom Kippurim is a sad day. We're fasting, and all other shoes. They're in shul all day long. On the contrary, Yom Kippur is the happiest day. Just that, the way you get kapara, you got to go through that procedure. But it's a happy day. Go to the cleaners. Person goes to the cleaners, he cleans himself. He's thrilled. So therefore, by day we can understand why Yom Kippur is a happy day. Yom she'de'it be'hu se'ri'a Furthermore, Yom she'netnu bo luchot acharonot. That was the day of Kabbalah the Torah. The second Luchot were given actually on Yom Kippurim. And that was the day that Kadosh Baruch Hu told Am Yisrael, or Moshe Rabbeinu, Salahti Kedvarecha. Which is after the Egel, which was done on the 17th of Tammuz, like we learned in yesterday's da. <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu then went up on the 18th of Tammuz in order to go beseech God, in order to have kapara for the Egel. So he went for 40 days. And then he went for an additional 40 days in order to draft the second Luchot. So altogether, he went up for 80 days. So if you make the calculation, which we'll see in Nashi in a moment, from the 18th of Tammuz, count 80 days, it'll take you all the way to the uh, 10th of Tishri. That's when Moshe Rabinu came down. And he came down on the 10th of Tishri, which is really Kapoor. Came down by day. And he gave the second Luchot. It was on that day that Borei Olam said, I forgive you for the Ege. And therefore that day it was earmarked for history for a couple of Kaisers. So that's a happy day. Number one, Look at that. She's going to give you the calculation. How you get 80 days from the 18th of Tammuz till Yom Kippurim. Let's read that. She start from... Big one. See that? It's on the one third of the way down. 
שביאז בתמוז ירד משה מנהר תחילה ושיבר את הלוחות. 17 he came down he broke the lohot. וביאח, on the 18th, תחל את העגל ודל את הפושעים. He grounded up the העגל into dust and he judged all the פושעים that worshiped the העגל. ועלה למרום. And then he went up to the heavens. משתהל שם 80 יום. Okay, 40 days praying, 40 days then redrafting the Luchot again. Make the calculation from Yaz Tammuz until Yom Kippurim. She's normally, Tammuz is Haser. Yesterday we learned Tammuz was Maleh, that was in the second year. In the second year, that was when the Miragelim, that year was special, it was Maleh. He went about the first year. The first year when they got the Duhot, so Tabuz was normal. It was a 29 day uh, month. So make from 18 to 29, it's 12 days. Ushtoshim de'av, okay, av is Maleh, so that's 30 days. So what are you holding now? You have uh, 30 days, 42. 42 days. Vitishav ve'asim de'elul, ate another 29 of Elul. So 42, uh, 50, what, 71, very good. Right, 71. Nine days of Tishri. So therefore the 40 days were up on the ninth of Tishri. 80 days actually were up on the ninth of Tishri. Now, since he went up on the 18th. So it wasn't a complete 80 days until the day of Yud Tishri. Because you have to make up the night of Yaz Tammuz, you have to make it up on the night of Yud Tishri. Because it has to be full, 40 days and 40 nights. So therefore, you make up the night of Yom Kippur, of Yud Tishri, that fills in the Yaz Tammuz night. And therefore, they lo ava bechoshbenet, dan afik lekemar, besha'ah, sha'ala ashtah, avidu peshelemim, layla vayom, uboker Yom Kippur yarad. On the book of Yom Kippur, he came down, Shuh, Asara, B'Tashri. V'otu ayom, Nekbal Yom Kippur. That day was established of Yom Kippur, Le'odiyah, Shemahal, V'niham, Al-Ara'ad, Sh'tevel, Nachasot, Amor, V'alken, Nekbal, Tzom Kippur, Pasar, B'Tashri. Kach Shabbatir, as she says. That's why we have Yom Kippur on Yom Kippur, because that was really the day that the Luchot were given, which was the day that God gave us, Mehila, and he forgave us for the sin of the Ego. So therefore, we have no problem to understand why Yom Kippur is... Yom Simcha la Yehudim, but two be'av. What is this Tedva be'av day? Comes the Gemara and says, Ela two be'av mai. What is this holiday of two be'av? So when the Gemara is going to give different events that happen on the day and to show why it's Yom Simcha. Amar Biuda, Amar Shmuel, Yom Shutru Shevatim Navo Zebaze. Number one, this was the day that the Shevatim were permissible to intermarry into each other. Which means why? We have a story in the Torah about the Benot Sulofhad. Benot Sulofhad, uh, they came to Moshe Rabbeinu. They had no brothers. Uh, their father died. And now they wanted to know what's going to be with their inheritance. Why should they lose out on their inheritance? So Moshe Rabbeinu told them, right? Moshe Rabbeinu told them, Benot Sulofhad, Benot. They told them, they Nahala. Give them Nahala. However, with the giving of the Nahala, the law was they cannot marry now outside the tribe. Because now, if they're going to marry outside the tribe, what's going to happen? Their husbands now, and their children, who are from a different shivit, because shivatim go after the father, are going to inherit that land one day. 
And therefore now the tribal land is going to move to a different shevet. So they didn't want now the 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 Christ's ancestral lands to start going to other shevatim. So what Benot Zulufchad got the inheritance, they were forbidden to marry outside. So the Hachamim came along years later, and based on the derasha that they made on that pasuk, they first realized how difficult that is now. You can only marry into your own shevet. That's uh, difficult, you're really uh, limited. So the Achamim, through a derasha that they came across on Tuba'av, they figured it out. They realized that this law only applied in the time of the Midbar. However, after the situation of Benot Sadov Had, really, even from the Torah, Shivatim are allowed to intermarry with each other. And therefore, it was a great Simha. That was a day where the, the rules became uh, lightened, where people had a bigger pool of people they were able to marry from. How do you know this? So the Gemara says, my darush, what was the derasha? Zeh adavar asher siva Hashem lebenot silofchad. This is the law that's being commanded to who? Benot silofchad. Davar zeh lo yenoik ela bedor zeh. Zeh adavar is only for benot silofchad. This item for this generation. However, for another generation, mutar. So that was a great simcha. Look at Rashi. Shutru shivatim lavoz zebazed rachmana amar vechol bat yoreshet nachala uchtiv velot tesov nachala. מתה that was the day that the tribe of Binyamin became permissible to intermarry into the Kahal. Why would happen? The story of Pilegish Begivah, the Navi tells us. Well, the story basically was that Binyamin uh, was guilty of a certain crime, Shevet Binyamin, and the rabbis forbade Am Yisrael to marry into Shevet Binyamin. If you can't marry to Shevet Binyamin, so they can't marry to the men, so therefore the Shevet is going to get lost. And that's what happened. They were down to 600 men. That's it. The Shevet was going to going to be a situation where one of the Shevetim was going to be extinct. We're going to lose it. And there was no way to get out of it because the rabbis made a, the, the Hachamim at the time made a Nedir that we're not allowed to give our daughters to the Shevet Binyamin. On two behalf, the rabbis figured out a loophole. How to get around it in order to allow Shemit bin Yamin back into the Kahal. What was the loophole? So the Gebra says, Right? The Jewish people made a shivua in the mitzvah. That we cannot give our daughters to bin Yamin in wedlock. My darush. Amarav mimenu velo mibanenu. They made it in Ashaya. Mimenu, from our generation. Oh, we want to say it's the future generations. This generation, mimenu, we cannot give over. But the next generation, mutar. So when they found that loophole, it was too bad. They said, okay, mutai. Next generation is mutar. Therefore, Shiva bin Yamin has longevity, has perpetuation, and therefore it's going to be permissible. Next thing that happened. Okay, some say Rav Dimi Bar Yosef Amar Rav Nachman Yom Shekal Lubo Betemid Bar 
that was the day that the Mitim Midbar stopped dying. Let's uh, analyze this outside first. Because we know that as a result of the uh, sin of the Miragirim, so Bori Olam said that the generation of the Midbar, they're not going to go into Eris Yisrael. Okay, now again, that was in the second year when the Jewish people came out of Mishraim. So now, what happened was, Bori Olam said that every year there's going to be a certain amount of deaths. Until we get to Eris Yisrael, that whole generation is going to, going to die. And for the subsequent years, actually for the subsequent 39 years, as we're going to see, until you got to the 40th year, because you started in the second year. We got into Eretz after 40 years. Mm-hmm. So it only happened for 39 years. Now they expect it to happen for 40 years. Because that was the Gezerah, 40 years. That's what Bereolam said. In the 40th year, they still, still thought that people are going to die. On Tube'av of the 40th year, I mean the 40th year of the desert, which is the 39th year of the Gezerah, on Tube'av they realized that the Gezerah is up. So they realized they got a, a bonus. They got one year... One years of metim, Borei Olam had Rahmanut. So it was a big day. A big day for them. They realized that not only the Gezerah was over, Borei Olam had Rahmanut. Now why, why did they figure this out on Tube'av? So the Gezerah will explain. But it says, the Amad Mor, third wide line. Ad shelo kalu metemidbar, until the metemidbar died, all the people that were destined to die, lo ayad dibur im Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu did not get a reception from a Kadosh Baruch Hu. Now that doesn't mean God did not talk to him. We've seen the Midbar by the Bereshit and Moshe Demor throughout the Midbar. It means he didn't get it privately. He didn't get it panim and panim like he used to get it in the same concentration. He got it at night, or without clarity like Rashi says. He didn't get this regular prophecy that he was accustomed to. Look at Rashi for a second on the bottom. Lo diburi Moshe. Bihud Meaning in private and out of Hibba. Dekhtiv by the Bereshit Elai Lemor. And normally it says Elai. It was given in the night vision, exactly. Different type of... Uh, okay. And the Pasuk says three lines on the bottom. Only after all the generations of the Lord died, by the Ber Hashem Elai. Eli, to me, that, that's what the Dibur was. Now, the question is, why was it Tubaf? Why did they realize Tubaf? Look at Ashi. Shekalu Metemidbar, Detanya. Kol Arbaim Shanat Sheba Midbar, all the four years that the Jewish people were in the Midbar. Bechol Ayyadib Shabiav, every Ayyadib to Shabiav, Hayah Kruz Yotzeh. The Omer, the announcement would come out and say, Everybody go dig your graves. Everybody would dig their graves on Erev Tashabi'av, the Yashinbo. And they would sleep in their graves on Lil Tashabi'av. Because he might die before he gets buried. So if they die, they want to make sure that they're buried. So they would sleep underground on Lil Tashabi'av. The next morning, the announcement would go out. And they would say, Let the living separate from the dead. Whoever's living, get up. And whoever remained, they would bury them. And whoever's remained, they buried. The 40th, they did the same thing. 
משה רבנו גרם את זה, יבדלו החיים מן המתים, אבל גרם, תאמרי די. וכיוון שראו כך, תמהו ואמרו, שמא טעינו בחשבון החודש. זה maybe got the wrong day. Because they knew it's going to happen on Tshah B'Av. They said maybe, maybe got the wrong day, maybe it was the eighth. So they slept the next night again in their graves. וחזו ושכבו בקבריהם בלילות עד ליל חמישה עשר. Once came ליל חמישה עשר, they knew they weren't mistaken, because they saw the moon. They knew there's a full moon, so therefore they knew that the Gezerah must be over. וכיוון שנות שנתפלא על לבנה, בטו, ולא מתי חלמים ידעו שעשבון חודש מכוון, וכבר ממשלה של גזרן נשלמו, כבר אותו הדור לאותו היום יום טוב. So that generated, they made a יום טוב. תוספות ספיקס, that about 15,000 people died every single year throughout the... Uh, was a good thing, man. They stopped dying. God did a favor to them. He, the gifts are not ended. Oh, that's uh, that, 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 that's we're not celebrating. They slept in their graves. That's the bad side. We're celebrating. They got out. The fortieth year, everybody got up. So it's okay. The gifts are over, man. And they realized it on two bad. So therefore, they celebrated. Comes the Gemara continues. Another uh, reason why two bad is a day of celebration. Yom shebetel Oshia ben Ala. Which means, Hosea ben Allah was a king. He got rid of the centuries that Yeruvam ben Evad established the Klai Israel, so the Jews cannot be going to Yerushalayim for the regal. He rerouted them to his Agalim. So Hosea ben Allah did a good thing. What did he do? He got rid of the uh, centuries, which means he gave freedom of religion. If the Jews want to go to Yerushalayim, they can. But the Gebrah says he was Rasha. The Amar. He was Rasha. I said, whichever one they want to go worship, they can go worship. Hosea should have said, you have to go worship. So the Rashid tells us on the top of the daf, Hosea ben Allah Rashahaya. He was also a Dekhtiv, Vayatsara ben Hashem. Rak, look, Malchi Yisrael, it wasn't as bad as his predecessors. Vayinu de Kamar, Rak, Shibitilat, Plus Daot, Vayamad, Le'ezi Shiritsu, Ya'alu. Kamsi Gemarad says, Rabbat Na'amar, Yom Shnitu Harugev Betar, Likbura, or something, Betar. Which means the city of Betar, that was a stronghold for Klai Yisrael after the Chorban Bayit Shani, that was the story of Bar Kochba. After the Romans destroyed the second temple, Amishas, well they weren't finished yet, Amishas still had power in Betar and they resisted the Roman armies for almost 50 years, maybe more. And uh, finally on, uh, uh, after 50, 60 years after the Chorban, then already the uh, city of Betar was, was destroyed. Now, the by uh, Hadrian, uh, Adrianus. And he not only destroyed the city, but he took all the metims. According to some records, hundreds of thousands of metim. He took and he used them to make a fence around his vineyard. He had a vineyard, the Gemara says, 18 mil long. The distance from Tiberia to Sipori. Very, very long distance. And he used the metim as a, as a, as a, as a human uh, fence. He just piled them up on top of each other. So he did not allow them to get buried. So that was a great danger. Number one, they weren't buried. Number two, the body normally decomposes. So the Gemara says, on that day, years later, what happened? That was the day that finally the Gezerah was over and they allowed the Harugeh uh, Betar to be buried. On that day, in Yavne, the Yeshiva, they established Atov HaMetif. The Berakah that we make, the fourth Berakah, we have the Mazun, Atov HaMetif. What's Tov HaMetiv? So Yabarah says, Hatov Shlo Yislihu. 
Number one, God is good. <laughs> Miracle. It was almost, maybe according to some opinion, seven years. That the bodies were lying there, and they did not decompose. What does that mean? The heat, the summer, and so on. So on. The bodies not give it. Then metiv, shenitnu likbura. Then metiv, God is good, and He does good. That what? Shenitnu likbura. They were able to be buried. There's also a thing. Now why they add that to Berkat Amazon? Because to Berkat Amazon, the third Berkat talks about the Shalayim. So Yerushalayim is we want Jerusalem to be built. After Jerusalem was destroyed, we had the story of Betar. So therefore it's almost a consolation. That what? That after the destruction of Yerushalayim, we see that God was still with us. How do you know God was still with us? Look, don't think that God abandoned us. Look what happened in Betar, which was 50 years after Yerushalayim. He still was with us, He did miracles for us, and therefore, you just like that happened, Yerushalayim will be built by Zat Hashem as well. Now comes the Tosaf and says, that they also established this by drinking wine, the Berakava Tova Metiv. Which means, without getting into all the halakhic uh, details, person has um, wine, and uh, they bring a better wine, let's say, to him to drink, he may get it already. So in certain situations, they'll make a Berakava Tova Metiv. So Tosaf asks, why Dafka they made this Berakava by wine? Maybe do the same thing by milk. They bring you one milk, and they bring you a better milk, make a tova metiv. Why dafka by wine? So Tosfot says, because where did Adrianos put these bodies? Around his kerim, around his vineyard. And therefore, since he put it around his vineyard, so they were dafka, they made the berakat, the tova metiv, dafka, when it comes to the yayin itself. Let's just go one more line. Kabav Rabbi Yosef, the Ami Tarvayu, Yom Shepasku Milchut Etsim, the Ma'aracha. Another reason why Tuba Av is a happy day. That's the day where they stopped cutting wood for the Beta Mikdash. Because every day they would cut the wood for the Beta Mikdash. They need wood. However, the law is that wood that has worms in it is Pasul for the, uh, for the Ma'aracha. Where do the worms come from? When you have moist wood, so the worms are able to go into the wood. In the summer, the sun is very strong. So we're not worried about the worms. Because the sun dries up the tree. Now even though you had, we learned in Masechet Shekalim, that the Kohanim that were Ba'alim Umim, their job was to check the wood, to make sure that it wasn't wormy. But we weren't worried about, too concerned about, because the sun was strong. Once already Hamisha Sabi'at came along, the sun starts to get weaker. And therefore, it's not going to dry up the wood uh, correctly. And therefore, the wood chopping ceremony stopped on to Ba'av. So what's, so what's so happy about that? Well, because then the lack of work, the, the wood chopping was a mitzvah. Why should they be happy? It should be sad. So the mitzvah didn't explain, because they finished the mitzvah. They made a siyum on the mitzvah. And that's already a yom samha. When a person, they finished the mitzvah of cutting the wood. It's a mitzvah to cut the wood. That season, that mitzvah of cutting the wood, the siyum was when? To be able to celebrate that the zikhut, to do that mitzvah, during uh, that season. So therefore, and the fashion over here, that's where you get see, so that's Siyum as well. Now when the person finishes a book of the Tanakh, or uh, Gemara as well, he should make a Samha. So comes the Gemara and says, Tanya? That's when the sun starts to become weakened. Because they are not Dry and therefore they're not dry. Uh, the, she says fourth line. The fish shehin lahin. They moist. The sun cannot dry it. The fish shehit sheish mo tolat pasu lemaracha. Amar Rav Menashiyam. Rav Menashiyam says vekarui leyom tavar magal. They would call that day the day that the axe broke. 
Because so to speak, they use the axe to cut the wood, right? So this is the day we break the axes. Put your axes down, break them. They were nicknamed the day. Yom Taban Magal, Mikan Ve'ilach. So the Gebra says, from that day on, Demosif Yosif. From Tuba'av and on, the nights now get longer. That's the peak of the summer. Where the days are very long and the nights are very short. Once Tuba'av comes, it reverses. Now already the nights start to become longer. And the days become short. Now you have to remember, in the olden days, they would really learn by night. Like the Gemara says in another place, The night was created in order to learn. During the day you're working. Now, a person has more time at night to learn. Because now it's a longer night. So the Gemara says, One that learns more at night, gets more life. She don't waste the time then. They have more time to learn at night. The Mosif, a person that adds to his learning, they'll add his life. Look at she. Mikan ve'ilich b'hamishasar b'ad ve'ilich de Mosif lelot al-yamim la'asok b'torah Yosif hayim al-hayav. Ud lo Mosif. But Menan, if a brother does not add the hours at night, when the nights get longer to learn Torah, but Menan, either, either according to one Grisa is Yisaf or Yasef. So the Gebra says, Ma Yasef or Ma Yisaf. What is this word? Udlo Yosef Yisaf. Udlo Yosef Yasef. But Menan, what does this word Yasef mean? Amar of Yosef, Tikbere which means he will die, Bermanan, before his time. Which means a person uh, was not koveya, uh, extra time to his learning, during the time he's able to, Hadram, that can cause him premature death. That's why also it was a Samha. Now they had more time to learn Torah. So for Tuba'ab is a holiday because now the learning is going to become uh, more, and therefore Torah is Musif Hayim. Amen, Amen.